the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Some of the sweetest comfort I have known in this life is God's tenderness towards me. When I think of the fact that he understands my frailty, my humanity, how fragile and frail and foolish I am, and yet he purposes to love me anyway. Now that is amazing comfort. And that is what we're looking at today in Psalm 103, verses 10 through 17. He knows our frailty. He is the author and creator of who we are. It makes sense that he knows who we are, and yet he still purposes to set his grace on us to the fullest of eternal measure in his son, Jesus Christ. Now that is worth talking about. So let's do just that. Here's Pastor Jessica Stand and today's broadcast of Way of Grace. God has always intended that the purposes and plans and accomplished work of Christ be fulfilled through his church. So you and I can sit around and talk about the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ, but you're little less than a devil to quote half the verse because that's what the devil does, quote pieces of the Bible. When it's all over with and the great eschaton has been accomplished, do you know what's going to be the overture of two people at the end of time, Revelation twenty-two seventeen, and the spirit and the bride say, come. All who are thirsty, come drink of the water of life freely. Do you know what that picture is? A bride who has obeyed her husband to join her husband in the task of calling lost sinners into the kingdom before judgment day. I'm asking you, if you are the bride of Christ, are you collaborating with Christ and calling sinners to Christ and to God before the end of time? Because that's the only kind of people that God has, obedient to the gospel. Are y'all hearing me? Not just sitting in pews. When you know him, you're going to do what he calls you to do. And how honorable would it be as a son or daughter of God, as the bride of Christ, to call men and women into this glorious grace into which you and I have been called. Y'all got that? That's the purpose for which forgiveness of sins is given. I'm at the end of my message with that. Got a few more minutes. I want to work through this. To define and secure our relationship with him, he brings about clarity of his person, his character, confidence in his promises, and then comfort through his what? Does God comfort you in his providences? I'm going to give you one verse, but I've shared with you others. See, you have to be able to hear the promises of God. You have to hear them. If all things are working together for good, can you find confidence and comfort in that promise, even though your situation is a mess? I remember it very clearly when God had shut this rebel center up. When I was running and I thought I could outrun God. 
and realize that he gave me the feet to run, the ability to jump gates in one single bound, outrun policemen and outrun the law, but I couldn't outrun God. By the time I looked up, I was in a little jail cell saying, okay, God, you win. And I was happy. Because you see, you can't run forever. I realized he caught me. God caught me. And I just raised my hands and said, okay, Lord, if you get me out of this, I'm yours. And he did. He got me out. And I was his. And my life has changed for decades now because God hunted me down in his sovereign mercy and grace and showed me his glory and forgave my sins and changed my life and convinced me that he was good even in the midst of my evil. Do you understand that? That's what we're talking about. Having confidence in his promises doesn't matter what the trouble is. Psalm 23, 4, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me even in the darkness. Boy, that's a great promise. When you can't see your way through and everything you do see is opposite of God's promise, can you believe that God is faithful to bring to pass his will in your life? You see it? You see why it's important for you and I to know that forgiveness of sins is in order for God to maintain vital fellowship with him? Can you see it? Very, very, very important then. Let's keep it moving. Our last one under point number three, commitment to his plan. If we, if we define and secure our relationship with God accurately, we will have clarity of his person, confidence in his promises, comfort through his providence, and then what? Commitment to his plan. I want you to hear this now. This is Job in the midst of hell. And he says in chapter 13, verse 15, God knows the way that I'm going. Are you hearing it? Watch this. And when he is done with me, I'm going to be as fine as gold. Do you see that? Do you see it? I'm sorry, I'm way over on another verse. That's chapter, that's good though too. Is that good? Do good, do good. Help me out, coach. I, I, actually wanted, I actually want to go to chapter 23, verse 10. We'll come back here later. That one there is radical. Verse 13, uh, chapter 13, that's radical. Here's the verse I'm talking about. You see it? Is it there? 20, chapter 20, chapter 20, verse, there it is, 23, 10. He knows the way that I take. Stop, stop, stop. Get that. So here you are going through a Job-like trial. And you have to ask the question, does God know what I'm going through? And you have to settle down and go, he does. But you have to go beyond that. You have to go, you know what? God knows the choices I'm about to make. He knows the way that I'm going. God knows the end from the beginning. He knows I'm about to do stupid or I'm about to do right. Only God knows. I don't even know. But Job is able to secure the end of all of that which he does not know by confidently saying, when it works out, I will be totally purified. I will come forth as what? You know what that language is? It's the language of faith, right? This is why Peter said it in 1 Peter. Think it not strange 
concerning the fiery trials that are to try you, right? Because God views your faith much more precious than what? Gold and silver tried in the furnace. Do you see how the promise of God has committed Job to stay in the pocket? Is he staying in the pocket? Is Job staying in the pocket in the midst of the heat? And then then go back then to chapter 13 and look at it again. This is an amazing thought. An amazing thought. Verse 15. Look at it. Job uh, Job 13, 15. Can you say this? Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. See it, saints? I think I heard somebody just say, not yet. <laughs> See, you're honest. You're honest, right? Are you honest? Say, Lord, I, I, you know, don't, please don't put me in that kind of situation. But I think that when you're trusting God in little things, he will show you you can trust him in big things. That even in the most severe test, he can show you that even though it appears like he's the one slaying you, you can still trust him. You see, you have abandoned yourself. You have committed yourself to God's plan, haven't you? For you, it is no other plan. Either he's going to deliver me or he's not. I love it. The three Hebrew boys. Now, this is what we know. You got a fire over there and you certainly can throw us in it. But we have a God whom we know can deliver us anytime he wants to. But get this, if God doesn't deliver us, it's cool. We're going into the fire. Do you see it? That's called commitment to his plan. And I know I'm talking Bible to you in the 21st century on this day of Father's Day, and we're going all amen and all that, but I'm praying that we're not simply being religious. Because we do religion a lot. We're nothing but religious people. We do it well. We say, amen, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Go out the door, step on a rock, start cussing, and ready to beat somebody down. Right? 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 I'm scared to death. 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 The only thing that doesn't keep me from dying is the forgiveness of sins. The forgiveness of sins. Did y'all get that? Forgiveness of sins can capacitate even that weakness. Although God doesn't forgive you to sin, he forgives you because of sin. Do you see it? Because he still wants you to keep it moving too. He wants you to keep it going too. He wants you to keep going. Let's move on to our fourth point. A couple more points and we'll shut it down. Our fourth point, forgiveness is the framework for what? Vital fellowship. I want to show you a couple of what I call exploding metaphors along this line. The first one is Isaiah 57 verses 15 through 19. Walk through these verses with me and just look at again the magnitude of God's mercy towards the weak and the feeble. Chapter 57 Verse 15 is a common verse we quote. For thus saith the high and the lofty one that inhabits eternity. Is God high and lofty? Does he inhabit into eternity? That's big, isn't it? Now watch the language. Whose name is what? I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a what? Contrite and humble spirit. See, the only people God's going to hang out with are people who are like his son. It's the only kind of people God's going to hang out with. Are humble people, contrite people. That's why God breaks you down. You wonder why God breaks you down. You wonder why God breaks you down. You wonder why God brings you low because he wants to hang out with you. Got it? 
You wonder why he brings you down. You wonder why he allows trouble. You, you wonder why he allows suffering. You wonder why you go through what you go through so he can draw near to you and be there with you and counsel you and talk to you and comfort you and instruct you and build you up and make you like his son. Remember, God brings low to lift up. He brings low to lift up. That's God's way. That's the way of Christ. Are y'all with me? He brings low. That's why you can't rescue your kids when God's doing something in their life that doesn't look good. Don't rescue them. Don't rescue them. Let God rescue them. Right? Yeah, I like that song. Now, notice this. And, he, and to do what? To revive the contrite, to revive the heart of the contrite ones. You see it? God dwells in a high and holy place also with him who is a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite. Why does God bring them low? To revive them. So what God is constantly doing is reviving his people. Are you in that kind of relationship with God? One day low, then God brings you up. God brings you down, and then God brings you up. God brings you down, and God brings you Raise your hand if you got that. Here's the reason why. I want you to understand God's pattern, his pattern. Every time he brings you down, he's taking away something bad. Every time he lifts you up, he's adding something good. Every time he brings you down, he's stripping you of something unnecessary. Every time he raises you up, he's imparting to you something of eternal verity. He's shaping your character. He's teaching you how to depend on him, trust in him, rely on him. And you know that you're making headway when you get used to the ride. Here we go again. Here we go again. Here we go again. Here we go again. Lord, give me the ability to hold on. Ride this through, because I do know when it's over with, I'm going to be better for it. Is that true? When I come up from this one, I'm going to be better for it. That's what Job is saying. When God brings him back up, he's going to come forth, let's go. On a temporary level, did God exalt Job? When it was over with, he had twice as much. Isn't that right? So God knows, and you and I should know, when he's bringing us down, it's in order to qualitatively advance us in our walk with God. It's really, it's about making you more like Christ. That's really what it's about. Verse 16. Verse 16. Here it is. For I will not contend forever. Isn't that what we learned in the Psalms? God chides, but not forever. I will not contend forever, neither will I also always be raw, for the Spirit should fail before me. Does he know us? Is that what the text is saying? He knows we would fail for the spirit should fill before me and the souls which I have made. Verse 17. For the iniquity of his covetousness was I wrought and I smote him, I hid and he was wrought and he went on forwardly in the way of his heart. Who is he talking about? You and me. See, when the spirit of God is doing that first work of exposing us of our sin, guess what we do? We run from God. We run from God. We fight against, this is why men and women who are not born again do not naturally like the gospel. Because the gospel initially is a smiting of your pride to show you that you are a sinner. And you run because God expects you to run until he shuts you up to his righteousness. Verse 18, I have seen his ways. Does God know? Isn't that what Job says? God sees my ways. I have seen his ways, and I will also what? Oh, look at God. 
I've seen his ways, I will heal him. I will lead him also and do what? Restore comforts unto him and to his what? Do you see the people that God dwells with? People who are lowly, people who are humble, people who are mourners. Is this not the motif and language of Matthew 5 and 6? The Beatitudes, do you guys see it? This is why Christ said, blessed are they that mourn. Blessed are the humble. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the pure. That's a work that God has to do in you to bring you down, to see his glory, and to know that this here is the pathway to exaltation. And it's all circumscribed around forgiveness of sins. Are you with me? Forgiveness of sins. Because ladies and gentlemen, let me keep going. We are very proud people. Would you agree? Point number four gives me three subpoints. I'm just going to read them in order to move on to my fifth point. God's holiness mandates a what? God's love provides that what? And Christ's blood does what? God's holiness mandates a solution to our sin. Even the remaining sin. Doesn't it? You and I know that even though we're saved, we still what? And that becomes a problem in our walk with God, doesn't it? And God demands a solution for it because guess what? God's what by nature? Holy. And he's called you and I to what? Holiness. Now, simply put, holiness is a relationship with God. Holiness is a relationship with God. Holiness does not mean that you don't put your shoes on the same way I do. Holiness does not mean that you don't fart and poop. You do. Holiness does not mean that you don't make mistakes, that you're not human, that you're not flawed. Holiness means that you have a relationship with God. And the more that relationship is visible and evident in your life, it means that God has impacted you with his holiness. God's serious about the exclusivity of your walk with him. So serious, he purchased you by blood and power. God's serious about you loving him in the fashion in which he loves you to let the world know he's your God. As a man ought to be with his wife and a wife ought to be with her husband, you ought to be with Christ. The world shouldn't have a problem with you plainly saying, this is my husband. Even if that means the world forsakes you, abandons you, rejects you, do, does everything to you, your walk with God is what matters. Without holiness, no man will see the Lord. Did you hear what I just said? Without holiness, no man will see the Lord. So God is serious about the solution of our sin because of his holiness. But has he provided it in Christ? Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Subpoint B, God's love provided that solution. That's Isaiah 43, 25. Pull this up. I want you guys to hear it. Hear it with everything in you. Here you and I are still struggling with our sin. And you know what God says? I, even I, am he that blots out your transgressions for my name's sake. Do you see what he says? and I will not remember their sins. Get it! That's a promise. Get it real quick. Get it real quick. Because here's what God is saying. You're going to still sin against God. But because of his love for you in Christ and his desire to maintain a relationship with you, God has a big old hyssop 
full of the blood of his son, ready to blot out your transgressions in order to keep it moving. The metaphor is explosive like a thick cloud, he says in another place. So he blots out our transgressions. Do you know how comforting it is to have a God who is able to blot out your sin? I'm going to finish right here. I'm going to finish right here. Stay, stay. I'm going to finish right here. See, I told you earlier that God takes away our sin. He lifts them up from us. Psalm 32, verse 1. Blessed is the man whose, tra- whose sins are forgiven, right? Whose transgressions are forgiven. God lifts them up off of us. That's to take the burden of them off of us. What a great grace to walk around as a child of God, free from the burden of sin. Isn't that a great grace? You're a happy child of God because your sins have been lifted up by God. And then he takes them away. But the next part of that verse is he covers our sin. Is that right? He covers our sin for who? Us. Because I'll tell you what, if God lets you see your sin the way God sees your sin, you couldn't stand it. You couldn't stand it. The reason he blots them out, even though they are still there, is so that you can trust God to one day deliver you from the presence of sin. I walk around happy in Jesus. Do you? I walk around comforted in his promises because I know the power of the forgiveness of sins. I feel it and sense it when he blocks them out. When that cloud comes down and separates me between me and my sin so that when I look, I don't see them. Why? Because the efficacy of the blood of Christ has purged my conscience of which the blood of bulls and goats cannot do. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can put them away? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can give a sinner who knows the presence of sin in his life the kind of comfort to walk with God as if his sins are not there, but a God who has a cloud that can so overwhelm your sins, it's as if they're not even there. Now you know the triumph of forgiveness, don't you? And again, I'll close with one verse, 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. What does God do? God provides the forgiveness of sins. So you and I can know that as he has forgiven us the penalty of sin, he has provided a means by which the power of sin is also broken in our life. The power broken, is that true? The power broken. The power broken. And that is to say, please hear me now as we work through this. God makes it so that by his grace, even though you have to wrestle with sin, even though it shows up and tries to talk to you and tell you it still runs your life. Don't y'all hear that? I hear that. Yeah, come on, man. Come on back. You know, you know how we used to do it, right? You know how we used to do it, right? The power of grace liberates you from the power of sin so that you can say no to it. Even though it lives next to you. I love the way Angelo put it this morning. That old knucklehead, drunk knucklehead. Come knocking on his window. Now this is how my elder went up to the window. He went up to the window like this. This is how he went up to the window. I'm going to show you how. I know. 
because we talk a lot how to handle stuff like that. He raised the window up. He says, you got the wrong house, brother. You got the wrong house. And what you and I are supposed to do with sin is say to sin, you got the wrong house. You got the wrong house. And I'm not going to tell you what I got in my hand. I'm just going to quote it. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and then also to the Gentile, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Amen. Such a wonderful time here in God's Word. It's our hope and prayer that you're growing in grace as you take the time to study God's Word with us. We thank you for joining us. This is Way of Grace, the ministry of Grace Bible Church in Hayward. We would leave you with an invitation. If you enjoyed the time you've had with us today studying God's Word, please consider this a formal invitation to join us in person. Sunday services at Grace Bible Church in Hayward are at 11 a.m. Sunday school's at 10. And then, of course, the Friday Bible study. We've got a lot of folks from all over and from a variety of churches joining us Friday evenings at 8 p.m. for this Bible study. You're invited to either one. We're located at 20450 Royal Avenue. That's here in Hayward. And the zip code is 94541. You can also get directions at our website, grace-bible.com. Again, that's grace-bible.com. Or simply call for directions, 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. As always, we have CDs available. You can download the messages off our website or call us and order a CD of today's broadcast or any program that you have heard here on Way of Grace. We'd be more than happy to get one out to you. You can call us at 510 886 9782, or stop by our website, grace-bible.com. We do thank you for spending time with us today. Trust we'll see you next time we get together for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.